everybody, welcome to a new episode. We're going to go over hell today. And we're going to try to go as in-depth. Are you going to hell, or am I going to hell, or is anybody? So, we're going to try to dig into this into the, the most accurate sense we can. So, first off, do you ever worry about your deceased friends, or loved ones, or yourself? Um, there's certain people that aren't faithful, don't accept Jesus, live lukewarm, you know. Um, in different studies, I've found, um, there was a November 2021 survey that 73% of Americans believe in the existence of hell, while 62%, um, believe in hell. Researchers um, ended up finding that 61% believe in both heaven and hell. 26% do not believe in heaven or hell. As they continue to do a study, we, we look back into another reflection into the University of Arizona, um, the Christian University of Arizona, sorry. In August 2020, they did a similar one. 54% of adults in America believed that they would go to heaven and 2% expected to go to hell. 15% said they don't know where they're going to go after death. 13% they did not believe in an afterlife. 8% said they would be reincarnated. And a similar 8% said that they would go to a place of purification before entering heaven this shows that not a lot of people have been rooted in their Bible and not have been reading their own scriptures. They've been going by what televangelists have been saying and other people have been saying to them, or going by their own picking, choosing of beliefs. Um, so, let's reflect uh, to pop culture and um, hell in a, uh, in a specific sense. We go to the La Divina Commedia, or the Divine Comedy, Dante's Inferno. A lot of people will recommend Dante's Inferno as a really old poem or um, book that people have read that would explain what hell is like. The Divine Comedy um, goes into Inferno, uh, Purgatorio, and uh, Paradiso, or Hell, Purgatory, and Paradise. This has been inspired by Catholicism, um, aspects of Purgatory, hell, Heaven, and Hell. The Divine Comedy was actually <coughs> um, part of an ancient Rome poet, Virgil, that guides Dante on a journey through Hell. During the entrance of hell, um, there's a message, abandon all hope, you who all enter. And the introduction of the tour was, I'll be your guide, and you will follow me. And I'll lead you through a world of pain where dead souls writhe in endless agony and clamor, and then cry to the dead. This is uh, based on Canto lines uh, 107 to 110, translated by Elio Zapata. Zapulia in 98. We notice the words endless agony. 
in Dante's description. The immortal soul did not come from the Old Testament or New Testament, but was adopted by Roman Catholic philosophers familiar with um, philosophies of ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Um, consider that as an acknowledgement by the author Tertullian, which was around 155 to 220 AD, which is recognized as, um, as a Catholic church, as an early um, church father, and as an early church father, you know, based on the uh, book against heresies against the Gnostics. There's also been different aspects of this, of Plato, and um, on the resections of the Anti-Nicene Fathers, Volume 1. When we reflect all this, we know that Christians must hold the opinion of the Bible, not Plato or others. And this is where a lot of Catholics and a lot of other people don't understand that a lot of their catechisms have been rooted based on Plato and um, this is again based on Augustinian like beliefs and all that when we go further into hell we need to understand what this is and there's many people that have different concepts of hell but even though that there's some people that disagree with this this is how it comes down to we're gonna go into the definitions so, there are four words in the original inspired Hebrew and Greek. There's one word in Hebrew, and there's three in Greek, that are translated to hell in English language Bibles. And they have three different meanings. One meaning, hell, in your Bible comes from the Hebrew word Sheol, or the Greek word Hades. This hell simply means the pit or the grave. When we understand that, this word has found um, its way into the Old English as the word describing a hole in the ground or the earth. Now, many people will look at Sheol as hell. You know, they'll say, oh, Sheol and hell are the same thing, and it's not. When we ref reflect Revelations, they say, I hold the keys to, the, um, to hell and the grave. This is where we understand that Sheol can have two meanings, but one word. Because Hebrew is um, very particular with having multiple meanings for a single word. When the Hebrew word occurs 67 times in the Old Testament, in the King James Version, it's translated as grave 31 times, hell 31 times, and pit 3 times. In the New International Version, it translated Sheol as grave and never translates it to hell. Another meaning of hell comes from the Greek word Tartarus, which indicates the confinement of fallen angels. Um, this does not refer to human sinners, apparently. Um, uh, this is uh, based on Second Peter 2 verse 4, that God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, which is Tartaru, and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. That could be reflected into one Enoch, the, uh, the pseudo-canonical um, book that has never entered scripture. 
but it has been entered into the Ethiopian Orthodox where it talks about the fallen angels that have corrupted a lot of people um, based on their corruption, uh, such as Azazel, which was bound into a place, uh, a giant pit that was never to be able to see the light of day until the judgment of the world. He was bound into that pit, um, which is located, if I remember geographically, somewhere near Egypt. And he was bound in chains at that point, blindfolded, and was never to be able to see the light. Azazel um, is also another definition in the Muslim and Arabic cultures as um, Iblis, Shaitan, uh, or Satan in our language. When we look into the third meaning of hell, it's found the Greek word Gehenna, which refers to the Valley of Himen, which is outside of Jerusalem. Um, that was actually a fiery pit where the city's garbage was burned to ashes. Um, Jesus warned us not to fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, to fear him uh, who is able to destroy both body and soul in the in hell, Gehenna fire. In um, Matthew 10.28, Gehenna fire pictures the lake of fire, which is also described in Revelation 21 verse 8. So we ask the question, who is burning in hell? The answer right now is no one. Um, if we're talking about Sheol or Hades, nobody is burning because they're in the grave. And then we think about what Gehenna's fire means. And then we have to look into the three resurrections described in the Bible. The first resurrection is for the saints, the followers of Jesus Christ who have lived and died and his faithful disciples in this present age who will assist their savior in ruling the planet earth during the millennium and will continue the role during the white throne judgment so we have that and i think it's been kind of a prideful thing that we revere ourselves as saints when none of us are good and the ones that did martyr themselves and stuff could be revered as saints, but we still shouldn't pray to them because they are not ones that can intercede for us, as First um, Timothy 2 verse 5 says. Um, there's only one intercessor between God and men, and that's Jesus. So... At the end of the judgment period, those who refuse to obey God... Um, there will be a death, um, and death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Those are for anybody who is not found written in the book of life, and were cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, verse 14 through 15. When the third resurrection will occur, this is called the um, those who were called and rejected Jesus Christ will be resurrected to receive their punishment. And at the same punishment, they're, um, they're going to be rejected <coughs> by those who rejected Christ after the second resurrection. This punishment is the second death spoken in Revelation 20. This can be um, remembered God can call both soul and body in the Gehenna fire. 
so who will overcome shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all those who have their part in the lake burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death, Revelation 21, 7, verse 8. Um, this punishment is called a death and does not, um, and it does not reference an eternity of torture. It is a punishment that will be eternal in the sense that the wicked will be burned to almost an entire non-existence. Um, we need to understand that hell is actually an imprisonment. It's not a place where Satan's ruling. It's a, pr it's a prison for Satan and all evil people in the world when we understand um, <clears throat> to go through a lot of things we understand Jude writes about Sodom and Gomorrah we go forward and have to understand different aspects of how hell is going to be described to us so there's going to be people that are going to be tormented day and night forever and uh, Revelation 21.10 they will suffer in the fire prepared for the devil and his angels but any human being thrown in the fire will perish and be forever destroyed as will the beast described in Revelation along with the false prophet well, as we understand that the beast and the false prophet are how do I put it they're not gonna um, they're gonna be destroyed which means they are not anything that has been of divine correlation so in other words they are not like Satan they're not in a, a, a divine aspect where they were angels at some point these are explicit most likely human in my interpretation the beast and the um the false prophet are going to be mainly human that are going to be granted abilities by satan um but the good thing about this is that you can repent and be saved if you feel that god is calling you and if you do i urge you to go through my message um through my episodes and find the sinner's prayer when you find the sinner's prayer I have you recite it and you don't have to recite it for verbatim just make it your own you know go to God say that you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're going to turn away from your sinful ways and become one with him you need to be one of those faithful Christians and if you do based on Hebrews uh Hebrews 2 verse 8 will eventually inherit all things. God not only promises us the earth in Matthew 5 verse 5, but will also give us the entire universe. And he who inherits all things, God will be our God, and Jesus will be part, and will be part of his kids through his divine adoption. There is so much beauty between God and men and the biggest beauty between God and men is that he would sacrifice everything for us 
So when I explain this, quick little analogy of hell, we have to understand that there is a way to get out of it. The way to get out of it isn't based on hell itself. It's based on the salvation of Jesus Christ, God's Son. And from there, once we give ourselves up to Him, we can actually know eternal life once we turn away from our sinful ways. Thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. God bless.